from a wise heart flow careful words. Wise words make the lips more persuasive. Proverbs 16, 23. To bear witness in the public square, a Christ-centered heart must be the wellspring of our words, our demeanor, our take on the world. And so that is our task, our joy, our opportunity in the next few moments. Welcome to this week's Nuance Formed for Faithfulness. And we continue in the season of Lent, preparing ourselves for Easter Sunday. In the season of Lent, a time profound, where shadows linger and silence is found. Elections loom, a civic pilgrimage, a journey through choices, a thoughtful stage. Civil servants, the heartbeat of the land, noble stewards guided by a steady hand. In the corridors where decisions unfold, a Lenten tale of stories yet untold. Politicians, their dreams and schemes take flight, navigating a landscape veiled in light. In the echo chambers where promises rise, Lent beckons truth beneath political skies. The campaign trail, a penance in itself, a test of character, truth, and stealth. Yet in this season, let hearts be stirred to seek justice, peace, with every word. Lent calls for introspection, deep and wide, for those who serve and those in whom we confide. In the halls of power may humility reign, as civic duty intertwines with Lenten pain. Let the ballot be a sacred trust, a choice made with conscience, not with lust. For civil servants and politicians alike, may Lent inspire decisions that strike. A court of justice, compassion and grace, a path that leads to a better place. In this journey, may we find a politics of love for all humankind. Now a reading from Psalm 19. The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day, they pour forth speech. Night after night, they reveal knowledge. They have no speech. They use no words. No sound is heard from them. Yet their voice goes out into all the earth, their words to the ends of the world. In the heavens, God has pitched a tent for the sun. It's like a bridegroom coming out of his chamber like a champion rejoicing to run his course. It rises at one end of the heavens and makes its circuit to the other. Nothing is deprived of its warmth. The law of the Lord is perfect, refreshing the soul. The statutes of Yahweh are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The precepts of Yahweh are right, giving joy to the heart. The commands of Yahweh are radiant, giving light to the eyes. The fear of Yahweh is pure, enduring forever. The decrees of Yahweh are firm, and all of them are righteous. They are more precious than gold, than much pure gold. They are sweeter than honey, than honey from the honeycomb. By them your servant is warned, 
In keeping them, there is great reward. But who can discern their own errors? Forgive my hidden faults. Keep your servant also from willful sins. May they not rule over me. Then I will be blameless, innocent of great transgression. May these words of my mouth and this meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight. O Yahweh, my rock and my redeemer. Psalm 19 beautifully captures the awe-inspiring revelation of God through nature and his word. It describes how the heavens declare the glory of God and the skies proclaim his handiwork. Connecting this to evangelism at the workplace involves recognizing that the workplace is a unique setting where individuals from diverse backgrounds and beliefs converge. So it's in the context of showing our faith, of sharing our faith, of inviting others to the faith of Jesus, that believers, we can draw inspiration from Psalm 19 to express the beauty of God's creation and this wisdom found here in Scripture. Just as the psalmist declares the glory of God through the heavens, evangelism at work involves sharing the beauty of faith and the transformative power of the gospel with colleagues. This can be done through genuine conversations, living out one's faith with integrity, and being a source of inspiration through one's actions. It doesn't hurt to share the events of your day and your week, incorporating faith activities, sharing those, or even speaking to God's work in your life openly and honestly. Psalm 19 serves as a reminder that the message of God's glory and grace can be proclaimed not only in traditional religious settings, but also in the everyday spaces where people spend a significant portion of their lives, most especially at work. A reading from Exodus chapter 20, verse 1 through 17. And God spoke all these words, I am Yahweh, your God, who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an image in the form of anything in heaven above or on the earth beneath or in the waters below. You shall not bow down to them and worship them, for I, Yahweh, am your God. I am a jealous God, punishing the children for the sin of the parents to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing love to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commandments. You shall not misuse the name of Yahweh your God, for Yahweh will not hold anyone guiltless who misuses his name. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to Yahweh your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you nor your son or daughter, nor your male or female servant, nor your animals or any foreigner residing in your towns. For in six days Yahweh made the heavens and earth, the sea, and all that is in them. But he rested on the seventh day. Therefore Yahweh blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Honor your father and your mother, 
so that you may live long in the land of Yahweh your God is giving you. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his male or female servant, his ox or donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbor. Let us pray. Almighty God, you know that we have no power in ourselves to help ourselves. Keep us both outwardly in our bodies and inwardly in our souls, that we may be defended from all adversities which may happen to the body and from all evil thoughts which may assault and hurt the soul. Through you, Jesus, our Lord, who lives and reigns in the power of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. And finally, a reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 1, beginning in verse 18. Paul writes, For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, the intelligence of the intelligent I will frustrate. Where is the wise person? Where is the teacher of the law? Where is the philosopher of this age? Has God not made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God the world through its wisdom did not know him, God was pleased through the foolishness of what was preached to save those who believe. Jews demand signs, and Greeks look for wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to Gentiles. But to those whom God has called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than human wisdom, and the weakness of God is stronger than human strength. Thank you for joining me for this weekly Formed for Faithfulness. Catch our regular Nuance episodes where I have a conversation with a special guest on living faithfully in the public square. In the meantime, like and share this podcast for others to enjoy. Visit us at collaborativeorlando.com to subscribe to our bi-weekly blog, see other videos, check out events we might have coming up, and find a number of other resources. You'll also find us across social media platforms. I'm Case Thorpe, and God's blessing on you.